0: Hello, my friends. For many people, financial stewardship isn't just about smart financial decisions. They also want to allocate their resources in a way that is consistent with their values and their religious principles. Revo Financial brings biblical wisdom to the financial planning and investment process. Whether planning for retirement or college, For a first-time home or special charitable or estate strategy, Revo Financial will come alongside you and help you define your financial goals and establish a plan to reach them. For more information or to set up a complimentary one-on-one appointment, visit RevoFinancial.com or call 918-336-7877. Revo Financial.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Northfield Radio Program with your host, Caleb Gordon. I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. We are loving this fabulous fall-like weather, and they have the perfect hot beverages to complete your day. Check them out at OutpostCoffeeCo.com. You won't regret it.
0: Hey, 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 welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon, so excited that you're here with us this week. Goodness gracious. Um... This week we've got a fun interview. Uh, I sit down with the guys from Revo Financial, and we just talk about money. And we talk about um, whose money is it, and and what do we need to do with our cash? How, how do we, if we love Jesus, how do we spend our cash? What's what we what do we need to do with our money? I hope this conversation encourages you and challenges you this week. All right, guys. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Revo Financial, gentlemen. I'm gonna go ahead and just get some introductions. We'll start with with Dad
2: here. Hey, yeah, I'm John Nettles, and an owner of Revo Financial, and we've been up and running since uh, about 2001. 2001.
0: Yeah. And who are you? And uh, your your claim to fame? And you, you guys come into the close to the mic there? That'd be good.
1: Uh, I'm Lucas Nettles, uh, son of John Nettles and I joined uh, this business uh, it'll be two years in January, two years ago and, and joined the, the family business and have been learning all that I can in the last I guess 22 months. 22 months. So when you say this business,
0: what do you guys so what is it that you guys do? Just give us a, a 30,000 foot view of what Revo Financial is and, and um,
2: what you guys do. Okay. Yeah, we're an independent uh, financial advisory firm. Okay. So we work for clients who want to get uh, advice on creating plans, advice on uh, implementing plans for retirement, college savings, all kind of financial decisions. Uh, I mean... Uh, and, and we're faith-based, so we do that from a perspective of what the Bible says about financial principles, yeah. and, and in that regard, every decision is a financial decision. So sure. what you do with your money um, is a big deal. And so our, our goal is to equip and coach clients to do just that, to fulfill that in their life. So.
0: Awesome, fantastic. So, when you say you, you're faith-based and you have a biblical mindset, mm-hmm. this is obviously a Christian radio so, show. So, tell me how. I just want—I ask this question of a lot of people that come on our show. How did Jesus get a hold of you? What uh, What happened? Well,
2: in 1985, I moved to Bartlesville, Oklahoma, and uh, was surrounded. The odds were against me because my neighbors <laughs> all went to the same little Baptist church. Yeah new harmony baptist church and they saw Oh me wait moved. are you kidding me new harmony that's right holy yeah. smoke this is a small work go ahead yeah so, sorry <laughs> uh, was renting a house and grandma was on one side you know daughter and son-in-law was on the other and then grandkids on the other and they saw me moved in so they sicked the preacher on me so he shows up saturday <laughs> well i'm working on my car in the garage and he was a young guy that's just you know we were just talking about cars and he said hey we're having a January Bible study. I'd like to invite you to our church. So I was like, wow, you're, you're, you're uh, coming after me. Coming after <laughs> me. And then found out he was actually the pastor. So uh, sure enough, went and um, holy conviction fell upon me because, you know, um, that's the way God does. When God gets a hold and of you, he gets a, gets a, hold, a hold of you. Of you. And um, <laughs> confessed myself uh, what my need for Christ, accepted Christ and the, as my Savior and Lord. And uh, the pastor there gave me a open Bible. It actually had tabs where you could find the books of the Bible, sure, which was yeah. really helpful for a new believer. Absolutely. And started reading in the Gospel of John, as oftentimes people get sent to. Yep. And the, the verse that just got a hold of me was the verse about, in the beginning was the Word and was with God, and the Word was God.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then later where it talks about uh, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and it's like a light bulb went on. <laughs> Jesus is God. That's right. Ding. And so it, it's just been an adventure ever since getting to know my Lord. Oh, so fantastic. It's, uh, you know, I haven't always been faithful, but he's always been
0: faithful. Amen. Yeah. That's, isn't that beautiful that he's faithful even <laughs> yep. even when we're not? So we right don't deserve right. it, but he still continues to give us... Grace, we even, uh just, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so when oh, I wow. got into this business as a second career, the gentleman that I came into this business with, uh, who's since passed away, he retired and then passed away, very strong believer, and uh, I was a, uh, I'm a reformed engineer, so I was a chemical engineer for many years with an oil company here in okay. town. And uh, transitioned to this business because... I was at a place where I was decided to continue in the oil business because I had taken a package and left, mm-hmm. or do something different. And he said, come with me. I need someone to train and so I can retire. And I said, well, I'll try it for a year, see what happens. See what happens. And loved it. And um, because I work for clients, use the same problem-solving skills in many regards as I did in engineering, and that is trying to build something that's going to, stand the winds of a storm you know so to speak but also got connected with very early on with a group of advisors that were committed to biblical principles and Mm -hmm. joined the king advisors group and learned from folks like ron blue and others that uh, this business isn't just about money it's about uh, a ministry because money is one of the scariest things often for everybody including believers and often we're influenced by what the world says about money oh, yeah. rather than what Scripture says about yeah. money. So. Well,
0: yeah, you, all you have to do is go to a Baptist business meeting, and you can you can <laughs> determine <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can determine somebody's uh, intentions when you start talking about their pocketbook. So indeed, indeed. so yeah, absolutely.
2: And so I've, it's just uh, been a driver now, and so um, I'm so happy that uh, my son and daughter are now part of the business because I, I hope and I'm seeing that same fire and inspiration get caught in their lives and uh, I really think a career being a ministry is so important because Mm -hmm. um, you know just punching the clock and being in a job and looking forward to getting away from it and then doing ministry in between is, is one thing but to be blessed where the time you get up to the time you go to sleep, you're doing ministry. is just wonderful.
0: Yeah, because I mean, and honestly, there's not really a sacred secular divide. I mean, we're doing right. We're in the midst of ministry, 24 hours a day. Right. I mean, you're you're doing ministry from the moment you wake up. Interactions with people you're you're with all day long, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's true. Where I, I mean, I, I, I do this as a side gig, uh, this this radio show, but it's I mean my when I punch the clock and I have interactions with guys and gals on the phone, uh, I I, I share my faith openly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not quiet about those things uh, ever and I don't think any Christian should. So I love that that you're, that you're passionate about that, that you're, you're fully on, uh, on point with that. But I I wanted to just talk about just this, the the company here, what you guys do and, and especially like right now during the COVID season, everybody's, you know, the economy's taking a hit. I mean, regardless of what the media tells us, sure. uh, there's there's some there's some crazy things going on. What do you suggest? How do you what do, how do we navigate this season of life right now? If if we're if we're wanting to put money away for savings and we're trying to pay bills and we're trying to do all the things that we're doing in the world in which we live, how do we do that? What what do you suggest?
2: Well, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Um, <laughs> this has not been the only seasons of strife, right? And uh, for those who lived through 2008, 2009 financial crisis, and even way before that, um, <clears throat> financial markets and systems ebb and flow. And the wonderful thing is, our God knows that. Yeah, our God sees none of that. this caught Him off off guard. No, right, right. And He's not sovereign. Much. And so, one of the keys to being content. And and that's kind of at the core of finances because money you're either, you're you're fearful, Mm -hmm. either fear of missing out or fear of losing it. Sure. Uh, And contentment is something you have to really strive for. And so um, to be content, you really need to, uh, as Ron Blue puts it very succinctly, have to answer two questions. One, who owns it all? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how much is enough? Yeah. And so those two questions are at the core of thinking about your money, whether it's a wonderful year in the market and for jobs or a terrible year. Because um, in the end, if we understand it all belongs to God, mm-hmm. you know, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, Amen. then we shouldn't be asking the question, what should we do with our money? But what Come does on. God want us yeah, to do with his money? Yeah. No. No. What does God want me to do about employment, providing for my family do I trust my Lord to provide for my needs mm-hmm. there, and oftentimes the most challenging time is times of prosperity, right. we tend to forget <laughs> yep. who's putting food on the table in times of crisis we're often reminded things are beyond our control and so trust and faith is at the core of understanding what to do and so, you know, from a from a human perspective, we're still instructed to plan. Yeah. Sure. But we have to trust those plans to the Lord. Yeah. And we have to look at the decisions we make about our money through the lens of Scripture. Yeah. We all have a certain size pie. Yep. Our pie might be bigger or smaller than someone else's, but it's still our what pie, the God has provided what us. Provided for us. Yeah. And so, out of that pie, we either can—we only can do four things: we can live, we can give, we can owe, we can grow it. You know, so we live on some of it. So, what part? How much does God instruct us? What should we be listening to him about our lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Giving, yeah, the core of of uh, of being. Free from financial bondage is is generosity. Yeah, yeah. breaks the power of money. Yeah, breaks the yep. power of money. Oh, you know, uh, we're to avoid debt because debt mortgages the future. And we're to pay our taxes willingly and <clears throat> as a blessing of God's abundance provision to us. Yeah. If we didn't want to pay taxes, we just don't make any money, right? So <laughs> uh, it's a blessing. Uh,
0: no. Because I've I've heard Christians, there's been Christians that have been, you know, they 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 throw the, you know, the don't pay your taxes. I mean, they, there's that whole <laughs> that whole end of the Christian spectrum that, that I I do not hold to that. But that there seems are a little
1: inconsistent with the scripture that says render Caesar's what is Caesar's. Caesars but,
2: you know, and to God what's God.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: But so, I, I just so don't. I apologize. I just. I, I thought about that in my mind because I've, I've oh, yeah. had interactions with Christians who are like, oh, we don't, we don't need to pay taxes whatsoever. And, and well, it's... well, two
2: things um, test a person's faith. And it all comes from what they do with their wallet, right? Yeah. Why they give, and do they give it grudgingly or happily? Yeah. And do they pay their taxes, and do they do so grudgingly? Or willingly because of God's blessing. And so, again, it gets to the core of the understanding of who owns it all. Amen. If it's not mine, why am I begrudging that God says, Hey, I've blessed you, so you owe taxes. You live in a country, thankfully, that allows you to have the resources to pay taxes. Yeah. So, uh, as much as we want to gripe, uh, of all the the rest of the world, we in America... The poorest amongst us has eighty-five percent has more than eighty-five percent of the rest of the world. Yeah,
0: that's just like that to me is mind-boggling. That that even the folks that are the poorest. But I've been I've been on mission trips, so I've been outside of the country, so I've seen that. But it's you're not wrong. It's absolutely just jaw-dropping. And we gripe and complain about where we live, and I'm like, this this is crazy. This is this is a fantastic place to be.
2: (laughs) Indeed. So, so back to your. the original discussion question was what to do during COVID is, you know, uh, during this time of challenge is a great time. You have hopefully the time and the motivation to get back in touch with God's purpose for both your career as well as the finances he gives you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's times like these that we realize, did I have a plan to have a emergency fund a little surplus do I live on less than I earn and therefore create margin which is God's instruction you know he he wants us to be that good good uh, servant that takes 10 talents and produces 10 more uh, he blesses us when we do that. He not only says, well done, but he, he asks us, enter into the joy of, of mm-hmm. your master. Because you've done this, I want to share with you, and I'm going to give you more opportunity for to do even more for me. So like Just
0: being obedient. Yeah. Yeah, being
2: obedient. Yeah, and yeah. so um, what a great I'll, opportunity to do a... Uh, Checkup, a financial checkup, yep. a spiritual checkup. On. The whole, the whole thing is during a kind of a crisis like this. Go
1: ahead. I was just going to say one of one of the great things about someone's finances is that it really uh, is a magnifying glass as to what is really important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a family man, you spend a lot of money on family vacations, on doing things with your family. You know, um, but if you're a corporate man and and maybe you're into those those toys, then yeah. that's where your money goes. Yep. But if you're if you're a godly man, then there's a specific and intentional uh, part of your finances that you've devoted to giving back to God as an acknowledgement for uh, the blessings and and that He's given you, as well as 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 we said, just breaking the bondage of money because that's counterculture, right? Yeah. Money is God in, in in a lot of of Believers and unbelievers alike, oh, their mind it, it, it can have a huge uh, control over you. Um, but you have a decision; you can choose to let that happen, or uh, you can you can look in into God's word and and follow what's there, and and not uh, serve mammon, but serve God. Absolutely,
0: know? yeah. Th- uh, I was reading. Oh golly, I believe it was in Psalms. And with my son the other night, and, and it's just like that idea in the Psalms we're talking about. You know, you are trying to strive to make, uh, you know, greedy gain is going to just it's going to mess you up. Right. It, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna cause all kinds of mm-hmm. of, of problems in your own personal life your, mm-hmm. and, you know, and your and your family. Ultimately, because I mean, we don't get to, we don't sin in isolation. Right. What I do mm-hmm. with my cash and I just blow it or I do something stupid with my money, it's going to reverberate and it's going to affect my family. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, my wife, my kids, and that—that's—that's that's true with all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think having—I love how you're—you're you're saying this is just a view because it's not mine, right? All of this, everything that's been given to me by God. I mean, all of it. It's all his. He's the boss. He's the he's the end. You know, as Ronald Reagan used to say, "The buck stops here." <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. So, but um, so in this idea, I, I, I was going through your face. You guys are on Facebook. You're on social media, so if somebody wanted to find you, they can find you under Revo Financial LLC. But um, something else that's really going on beca- during this season is there are some shady folks that are trying to scam folks out of out of <laughs> sure. money. Yeah. How do, we, how do we recognize those scams? Because sometimes man, the, people are getting fancier and fancier with their scams. Uh, what, do, what, do you, how do, what do you guys suggest and, and, and how, to, how to safeguard?
1: <laughs> well, I think the, the first thing uh, in regarding scams, whether it be through uh, email or texting or, I mean, there's every avenue that people are, are using to, to try and scam uh, money and out of people. Really, if you didn't uh, reach out to get some information. If you did not uh, contact the IRS, uh, if you get a, a text from the IRS, likely it's not really from the IRS. You know, uh, now don't get me wrong, there are some legitimate things, but if you get something in, in an email that says, hey, you know, you need to insert your <laughs> password because you need to reauthenticate," it's like, well, you know, visit the website, don't, right. don't go through the email. Uh, really, you just need to uh, be cautious. We live in, a, in a, a, a world of technology, and with the benefit of technology comes added risk. And so uh, you just have to be aware that, uh, not paranoid, but just cautious in the sense that if you receive something that you weren't expecting, you know, you ought to double check. Um, you know, if you receive something from Amazon uh, asking you to log into your Amazon account, then open a browser window to log in. Don't go through the email, you know. Um, that's just kind of security 101 when it comes to, to scams. Like, yeah. don't give out your personal information. Don't give out your uh, birth date or social security number. Um, you know, just just think twice before you, you pursue something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I always default to old school and something is of questionable uh, origin. Uh, ask for their phone number and offer to call them back. Yep. And if that doesn't work, then you know it's something. You know it's something us. shady. Yeah. And if even if it's someone, and I, I've heard them all, uh, well, not I've heard a lot, you know, and, and older people from my age on up um, are very trusting. Yeah. You know, and that's a Why good thing. It, it, that's it a is, good is a good thing, thing, sure. But we need to realize the times we're in. Mm-hmm. We're to be um, gentle as lambs, but wise as serpents. Absolutely. And so doesn't mean we uh, accuse but we always test and we always consider the alternative and so if someone was to call me pretending to be a relative of mine and you know couldn't quite understand their accent or their you know if it was really them and they needed money to get out of jail or needed money for this or bus fare or whatever i would do the same thing i would ask them for their number and ask them. Tell them I, I need to call you right back, and I'm in the little something. Give me your number. I'll call you right back. That is a great check because generally they'll just hang up or try to talk you out of it. Sure. Because if you get they give you their number, <clears throat> then they know that you're going to figure out it's bogus. You're like, uh oh, this isn't this isn't yeah. the real deal. And as, as Lucas mentioned, never give out over the phone or internet or anything like that your personal. Information like date of birth, social security number, bank account numbers, things like that. Yeah, never so, give those things out. Uh, just realize in desperate times, uh, bad uh, characters come out to take advantage of that. And well, and
1: additionally, it, it, you know, what does the Bible say? Uh, a multitude of like godly witness, godly uh, godly counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a question about whether or not something's legitimate, get a second opinion. Call your buddy who. Uh, can verify, verify, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how <laughs> legitimate something looks, everybody uses the same the same kind of tactic and the same kind of uh, trying to trick you into thinking they're somebody that they're not. So, uh, asking for ca- callback information, getting someone else's opinion. Hey, does this look legitimate? Um, and if you didn't uh, ask for someone to reach out to you. Um, just be questionable about getting one-off emails from people you don't know or yeah. companies you don't expect. The deal, you know, no matter how good the deal that they say they're giving you looks, usually if it's <laughs> too, too good, good to be, be true, true yep. it really is. It is,
2: it is. Yeah, and, you know, there's little flags like you have to decide right now. And, yep. you know, uh, uh, if, you, if you don't respond, we're going to, you know, call the sheriff and have them issue a warrant. <laughs> Those kind of real... Drastic things yeah, yeah. Uh, that are imminent are also alarms and signals. So. Yeah. So, um,
0: what in, in terms of I mean, we've just got a few minutes here left, but in, in terms of what what is it one of the most important things that you want people to understand? A about money, and, and B the future. What's what what's what's your thoughts on that?
2: Well, the main thing about money is. Uh, it shouldn't rule your life or overwhelm your life either with fear or you know all your energy to acquire it it, it, it money is provided by god as a tool as a test often mm-hmm. and uh, as a testimony so those three things it, so money is not it's not to be worshipped it's not to be feared it's not to be all consuming And so therefore, put it in perspective with the rest of the life, with your life. You know, your relationship with God, your relationship with your family and friends, those are what's important in the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. And so uh, money is a great tool to do things with, but it's not the only tool God provides. Right. In regards to the future, uh, I always look at the future, and it's challenging today with what you're bombarded with, with uh, op, uh, optimism, no fear, with confidence. Not because of what I see happening, mm-hmm. but because I know who's in control. Yeah. If you look back in history, and unfortunately a lot of people don't study history because it's very interesting, you learn a lot. There's been terrible times in human history. I mean, death, yep. plagues. Uh, is. Well, beyond what we're facing today, are we will face in our mm-hmm. lifetime, and yet God still took care of His children and His church. And so, um, have faith in the one who holds the future, and therefore, don't be afraid of it. Amen.
0: Hmm. I, I thought about that in Psalms 29, it tells us that, I mean, the very you know, verse 10 and 11, He's the king over the flood. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world's crazy. Of course it is. It's we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken, sinful world. Yep. Of course it's going to be broken, messed up. But he's still king over the entire flood. Absolutely. And we don't have to. We do to worry. We don't have to. We don't, In fact, the Bible actually really gives a real definitive that worry is sin. Right. And so
1: um, instead of worrying, pray.
0: Yeah. Yep. I just. I think it's I, I it, it grieves my heart when I hear people say, oh, "I'm at the end of my rope. I guess I should try prayer." I'm like,
2: "Why didn't you try that first? <laughs> Why didn't you go there first?
0: <laughs> well, there's a
1: there's a a great song that I really enjoy um and the lyric that that I really enjoy is that uh you know, what's the worst that could happen except for we're hastened home to meet our savior as a believer, you know. Um God has the end already decided, and he's not. He he doesn't just decide the beginning and the end, but he also decides the means between the two. and And uh, I think, I mean, it's it's a really hard perspective to 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 get into. But I think if you if you pray and focus on this, you'll realize that trials and challenges, when they drive us to our knees and drive us to a greater dependence on dependent on Christ then truly those trials become blessings in our life because we go from this idea that we think we have it all figured out to realizing that we're nothing without Christ and we have to cling to Him. Amen.
2: I heard someone once say, and I really remember it when I'm challenged, Things aren't falling apart. They're falling in place. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good.
0: That is fantastic. <laughs> well, guys, it's been fantastic to have you guys on the show. How do we, if somebody's interested in talking to you guys about planning, financial, um, um, getting their finances in order, getting savings, whether, you know where to invest, what to do with their cash, how do we get in touch with you guys?
2: So we're here at uh, 117 West 5th Street in Suite 402. You can call us at 918-336-7877. And our website is
1: RevoFinancial.com.
2: Revo Financial. And the we'll have an
0: ad that will run right after this, so if they want to hear more about it, it's going to be right there. But RevoFinancial.com is where you're going to find out. Um, Lucas, would you uh, dismiss us in prayer? Sure, yeah.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you for um, your great provision, um, not only uh, monetarily but also uh, in providing your son to to save us from, from our sins. God, we ask that you... Uh, continue to, to bless uh, your church and your people. Continue to work uh, to draw people to the gospel and the truth. God, be with us uh, the rest of this week and into the weekend. Be, be with us through this uh, difficult time uh, during the election and, and all the chaos that's going on. Uh, just clear it up in our mind and, and help our eyes be fixed on Christ. Uh, yeah. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, guys, for being on the show.
1: Thank you.
0: This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.